Well, it appears the Conzo Martin era at Missouri might just be winding down after two losses to Mississippi State this weekend. What kind of coach should Missouri be looking for if that indeed is the case? Well, all this and more coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, all you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball. And today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online where the game starts. And speaking of starting, before we get started here, just a quick note. Well, my daughter, my second daughter, scheduled to arrive tomorrow, so hopefully a two 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 kind of birthday is what she's going to get. That would be exciting, right? But you know what that means? Maybe not, this might be my last podcast of the week, i got to be honest. I'll certainly be back at some point. This is just so long for a week or so. This isn't goodbye. We'll be back on Locked on Mizzou soon enough, but you know what? We got more to talk to, more to talk about, excuse me, as always. And the biggest thing, let's just lead with it, right? This is what everybody wants to talk about. Is Conzo Martin going to come back next season or not? I got to be honest, at this moment, I'd have to say no, right? What is the hope for next season? Because, first of all, let's be honest about something. We got rid of Barry Odom for less than this, okay? Barry Odom did better than Conzo Martin has done, and we got rid of him. So let's just start right there. So Missouri fans do have some high expectations, and actually, I think this new administration, Moon Choi, Desiree, Reed Francois, I think they want to win, and I think they're willing to go do it. For as much as people talk about the Desiree, Reed Francois, Conzo Martin personal relationship, I don't really think that's going to be much of an obstacle on making a decision for next season on the Missouri head coach. I think, if anything, maybe that that relationship helps patch some awkward moments over, that type of thing. You know, maybe it gets him his full buyout, or at least 90% of it, something like that. But I honestly think that Conzo Martin is maybe self-aware enough to realize where this is going, because how could you not be? How could you not look around Mizzou Arena yesterday? I, I, I was there. I was one of the f- maybe three, 4,000 people who were in that arena. Maybe I'm being generous by saying 4,000. That was the worst crowd I've seen for an SEC game in a long, long, long time. I don't know that there the Kim Anderson era has had crowds that have been just as bad. If, but man, that was that was depressing to see yesterday. It really was. So, and not only is the crowd an indication, but I'm also in a Missouri email thread, by the way, with just some of the super fans of Missouri basketball. People who are alums, people like myself who have podcasts who are in media, and then you've got people who actually work for the university, recruit kids to the University of Missouri. Well, the last couple games, by the way, those two Mississippi State games, I think there was one email sent about the game. And even earlier in this season, we would have multiple emails going back and forth complaining about this team after the UMKC embarrassment. But at this point, apathy has truly, truly set in because it just seems like even the diehards like myself barely even care anymore. Like I did, I'll be honest with you all. I didn't really bother taking notes 
yesterday. A lot of times I've got my notes app out on my phone during timeouts, taking down little thoughts that I have about the game. But at this point, does anybody really care specifically about why Missouri lost yesterday? Is that why you're tuning into this podcast right now? No, I think we need to have a bigger picture conversation because, first of all, if you're going to bring Conzo back next season, if you're still in that camp and you think one more year, you got to give him a chance, where is the hope? That's the real question because so far, the freshmen that have been brought in and this roster in general, outside of Trevin Brazil, there just hasn't been a whole lot of hope so far. And quite honestly, if I'm going to be brutally, brutally honest, there are guys on this team who shouldn't be on the roster next season. They aren't SEC-worthy basketball players. Some of these guys just have not shown anything yet. And I'm not going to specifically call anybody out here. That's not the point. You can figure out who I'm talking about. And I, So, that again, that's not the point. The point is, does Conzo Martin have the stomach to completely flip this roster next season to push some guys out the door, some guy, some kids he really loves and has relationships with, but frankly, they're just not good enough to be on this basketball team. We've seen Sean Duru Gordon leave already. Well, Missouri needs more of that. They need a lot of roster turnover next season because it can't just be two new freshmen coming in and Javon Pickett going out. That That can't be the equation. At the very least, Missouri needs one, if not two, guards in the transfer portal to me. You've got to bring in a point guard. You've got to bring in a shooter. I mean, this team needs a lot, quite honestly. They're also not the biggest team in the world either. So this team could use a big guy. This team could just use better basketball players. And that's the problem, ultimately. Conzo Martin has not done a good enough job of just simply recruiting good enough talent functional talent that can actually play at the SEC level. And also, it's fair to question his overall plan and vision for this program, too, because for as much as Conzo Martin has talked about playing positionless basketball, well, he forgot about the most important position of all, which is guys who can dribble, pass, and shoot. And we just don't have enough of those guys right now. The ball handling is lacking. Obviously, anybody can see that the shooting is lacking. But a lot of that comes down to just not having enough ball handling and not enough true passers on the team, that kind of stuff. It's just too many parts that are sort of redundant at times. A bunch of guards that play hard, have relatively long bodies, but also don't play above the rim, by the way. So you're kind of, you're sort of in between there to me. Are you going to have skilled guys? Well, we don't have enough skills right now, but we're also not extremely big and athletic on the outside either, so it's neither fish nor foul. I think Conzo has done just a poor job of, of building this roster, and to me it's going to come home to roost at the end of this season. I don't see how he gets out of this. And by the way, all indications are from the Mizzou beat writers that you, you follow and people on Twitter who have de- decent information seemingly – Well, the word on the street is Missouri has the money to buy out Conzo and his assistants and whatever else and to go after another guy. So if that's the case, to me, the apathy has truly, truly set in, and I I just don't know how you get that back. With this roster, essentially the same roster next season, by the way, Conzo hasn't shown really the ability or the stomach to really dip into that transfer portal hard and and come out with something great. I, I just don't see it happening. 
And coming up, I want to talk about what I think Missouri should be looking for in its next next head basketball coach, assuming, of course, Conzo Martin is not retained. And you know what? Let's talk about the elephant in the room as well. Mr. Kim English. But first, I want to tell you about Bet Online. Well, well, football might be over, as we all know, but basketball is, of course, full steam ahead. The second half of the NBA season just about to tip off. Of course, college basketball very much underway. March just around the corner. Well, at Bet Online, they've got you covered with all the latest odds, totals, player performance props. Which coach is going to be fired next? Hey, there's something Missouri fans might be interested in. Well, betonline.net is the number one spot for all of your sports betting needs. It also remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season as well. So head to their website, betonline.net, or on your mobile device. Check it out for all the trends and action over at BetOnline, where the game starts. Now, one thing in Missouri's favor, if indeed it's looking for a coach this offseason, well, if you look at the landscape of college basketball right now, other than Louisville, who's already gotten rid of Chris Mack, and also Maryland, well, there doesn't appear to be any obvious programs that are going to have an opening that are, are much preferable to Missouri. Now, you could argue for several programs that might be looking for a new coach, like North Carolina State, for instance, which I'm very familiar with because of my good buddy Jason Jennings, who's now the sports director out at WRAL, by the way, and in the triangle. But you could argue NC State or Missouri, and also those are very much different regions of the country. So not necessarily going to be going after the exact same group of coaches at a certain point. But so there you go. If you're Missouri, hey, not a bad time to be looking for a coach. But by the way, I mentioned Maryland is probably a better destination than Missouri, a team that's won a national championship in the last couple decades or so. Well, speaking of Maryland, one reason they might be looking for a new coach is because they lost to George Mason earlier in the season, coached by none other than Kim English. Yes, good old good old Kimmy having a decent season over there at George Mason, obviously had that early top 25 upset. Obviously, Maryland has not turned out to be a top 25 team. In fact, they're under 500 currently. And well, Danny Manning might not be long for that world, as I mentioned earlier. But for Kim English, he's 13 and 12 so far this season, six and six in the in the in the Atlantic 10 conference. And to me, while I, I still think Kim can be a really good head coach at, at the high major level someday, I think he would have had to knock it out of the absolute park this season at George Mason for Missouri to to strongly consider hiring him as their head coach this offseason. Kim's still a really, really young guy. He's had one year as a head coach, not even one full season yet as we as we talk here. Don't get me wrong, Kim English is a, a charismatic young dude, and by the way, he does seem like he's willing to dip it in the portal. He's got lots of new players at Mason this year. He completely remade that roster, and again, I think he's going to, if I had to guess, I'd say he's going to be a really good high major coach someday. It just seems a little bit too early, though I will admit, Kim English would probably excite the fan base. I, I do agree with that, and this is a fan base that needs a little bit of excitement. But before I called Kim English, 
I would definitely have a few names that you would have to at least consider first. And to me, the number one name has got to be former Arizona coach Sean Miller. And some people are going to throw up in their mouths even hearing me suggest Sean Miller as the as the potential coach for Missouri. Well, I will just just bear with me here and hold your nose for a moment because we're going to get through this together. Yes, Sean Miller definitely did some shady dealings, at least as far as we can tell, while he was at, at Arizona. The FBI got into it, all that kind of stuff. Well, you know who else did as well? Bill Self. So far, Kansas has suffered exactly zero consequences as far as I can tell. Now, on paper, their recruiting went down for a season or two, but guess what? Somehow, Bill Self has managed to turn Christian Braun and Akbaji and all these dudes, Dewan Harris, into, into yet another top five team. So, if you're Missouri, and if, you, and if you're as, as ambitious as I believe Desiree Reed Francois and this new administration is for Missouri, I think you don't worry about that stuff anymore. If you think Sean Miller is the guy who can come in and turn turn around not only the the excitement around this basketball program, but the actual talent that you're putting on the court, and I think he is that guy potentially, I think you just go for it. I really do. Because guess what? As Missouri fans, if you're losing the diehards, like I said in that email thread, you're losing those people, you're losing the... I mean, even the people are showing up at these games now. It seems like the floor just keeps getting lower and lower and lower. You're losing the interest from some of even your most diehard fans. I think we're ready for a winner, folks. It's been way, way, way too long since this program has won an NCAA tournament game all the way back in 2010. And not only that, to me, just to have multiple years of being below 500, I mean, that kind of thing was unthinkable even 10 years ago. This program has fallen so far, but you know what? The thing is, it's not it's not unfixable. If Bruce Pearl, for instance, speaking of another shady character, a lot of shady shenanigans, as Eric Bischoff likes to say on another podcast, but no, seriously, who's more shady than Bruce Pearl? And yet, Auburn was able to hold its nose and throw a contract in front of his face do you think they're regretting that move right now? Do you think any Auburn fans want to have that back? No, I'm pretty sure that one worked. And so obviously the point is with Auburn and Alabama, Nate Oates, by the way, those two programs really couldn't have cared less about basketball until about the last five and a half seconds, right? Realistically, like the last five and a half seasons to be to be more realistic. But there's no way that Missouri fans don't care more about basketball than Auburn fans for instance. So the idea that Missouri is just dead and we can't bring back what we had, no, it can it can definitely happen. It can be brought back, but you have to hire the right coach. And in this world of the transfer portal, essentially college-free agency and name, image, and likeness, well, now is not the time to get queasy about maybe trying to step outside of what the traditional student-athlete model was, whatever you want to call it, we need some guys who are aggressive. Like Eli Drinkwood says, you better adapt or die. And I think Sean Miller's the kind of guy who will adapt and thrive potentially at Missouri. And coming up, let's talk about the state of the Missouri women's basketball program after a bit of a strange week 
for them. And also Kentucky going to be looking for a new offensive coordinator this coming football season. That could actually be a big deal. But first, I want to tell you about one of our fine sponsors. And of course, that's Built Bar. Yes, Built Bar. One of the greatest inventions of all time, quite frankly. Even the presidents would be proud of this one. Yes, it's the time of year when I've pretty much given up all my New Year's resolutions, but you're strong. You're not like me, right? Well, hopefully you're still sticking to eating healthy, being healthy, working out, all that good stuff. Well, you know what? Built Bar can be part of the solution here because occasionally you definitely want some chocolate. If you're like me, well, guess what? Unlike most protein bars, Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. But on top of that, they're low-cal high protein, low low in fat, all that good stuff, low in carbs, but of course, just about 17 grams of protein in most of your Built Bars. Ah, yes, good stuff. So you know what? Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Well, congrats to the Tigers women's basketball team yesterday on a much-needed victory because, man, the previous the previous foray against Georgia, 26-point loss, especially with Asia Blackwell surprisingly being held out of the game because of I, uh, uh, some, some unreported rules violation of some sort. I don't know. Very, very mysterious there. But that really felt like that season was heading off the rails there for a second. So obviously a huge win before the Tigers yesterday against Mississippi State because, well, you know, credit to Robin Pinchton because she was really upbeat trying to keep her team positive after that loss. And, well, apparently it paid off yesterday. Now it looks like I'd say if Missouri can beat Kentucky, they're probably safely on the correct side of the bubble for the NCAA tournament. But obviously a win or two in the SEC tournament would go a long way as well. Honestly, if Missouri were to fail to make the NCAA tournament, it would be fair to have some serious questions about where Robin Pinchton is too. I think with Blackwell coming back next season, I think she should be safe for one more season regardless of what happens here at the end. Obviously, Kentucky's not a pushover, so a huge game for the Tigers coming up, and I really do think Pinchton needs to capitalize on, on a strong roster this season. She's got some some good high-end talent. If, if she doesn't make the NCAA tournament this season, I think that should be seen as, as a pretty big failure, honestly, and next season her seat should be relatively warm if that happens. And finally, just a quick SEC football note. I thought Liam Cohen, Kentucky's offensive coordinator last season, did a tremendous job of not only bringing Will Levis, their new quarterback, into the fold, but just completely reimagining and remaking Kentucky's entire offense. I thought Kentucky's offense previously, especially the previous two, three seasons, had been sort of stuck in 1968 single-wing football for way too long. Now, some of that was personnel. Certainly, Will Levis coming in there, being a real quarterback, made a, made all the difference in the world in a lot of ways. But I do think that even with Levis coming back next season, now Liam Cohen, he came, I believe he came from Sean McVay and the Rams while he's being brought back into the fold by Sean McVay next season for 2022. So he's going to be back in Los Angeles, but that could definitely affect the Wildcats. You know, I, I would think 
try to just I would I would promote somebody from within if I were Kentucky because I like what I saw last year from their offense. Let's try to keep the continuity going there, especially with the same quarterback in the fold. But still, that's a big loss for Kentucky and something that could potentially derail that offense. So it'll be interesting to watch the Wildcats early in the 2022 season. As we all know, definitely one of the the sort of guideposts for Missouri. You gotta if you're gonna have a good season, you probably gotta beat Kentucky. And as always, thank you for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Once again, I'm probably going to be out for the rest of the week. Birth of a new child coming. Don't know, don't know what my schedule is going to look like, but soon enough, hopefully next week, I should be back with more hot Mizzou content for you. But now, make your second listen. Locked on NFL Draft. Locked on Chiefs host Ryan Tracy and former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That's Locked On NFL Draft. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and this has been Locked on Mizzou.